lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. a really exciting show today, a musical show. With me today, I have Liz Bird. She's a, a cellist, a performer, and a teacher, and she offers mindful wellness, cello-centric soundscapes, meditation, and deep breathing with the cello. I'm going to have to try that. Liz has, has brought her classical cello not only to the traditional setting of the concert hall and opera house, but also into the world of theater, world music, and tonal vibration therapy. She has taught cello with classical technique and with all styles of music. She graduated from North Carolina School of Arts, the Juilliard School. She's a certified facilitator, music for people. She's applied her skills as a classically trained cellist in the intuitive therapy work since the healing cello was first introduced in 1998 by Dr. John Upletcher. He was the originator of craniosacral therapy. For several years, Liz served on the clinical staff at the Upledger Institute in Florida as the tonal vibration therapist for the craniosacral sessions. She worked side-by-side with Dr. Upledger, and she obtained his unique perspective of craniosacral training. She moved to New York, and she took her tonal vibration therapy with her and offered that at the Continuum for Health and Healing at Beth Israel Medical Center and the New York Physical Therapy Institute. She's presented many healing clinics throughout the country. Now she's in Portland, and she introduced her work there at the Mind, Body, Spirit 2012 conference. She offers healing cello private sessions and integrated modality sessions with other therapists. She does a lot of the same things that I do. She just does it in a much more beautiful, musical way. Liz, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, my gosh, Lee. I'm so excited to talk to you and share my work and see how it integrates with your work. This is what is so amazing about uh, complementary modalities is that they both amp each other's perspective up and to higher frequencies and to a better and more clean healing environment for that for each individual. So I'm super excited to um, to explore this with you. Um, yeah. So we talked briefly earlier and, and you said we would love to hear about how I got into this work coming from the classical world, oh my goodness, you know, I was a classical cellist, um, trained at the highest level to play concerts and concertos with orchestras and and um, chamber music and all the things that a classical professional musician is trained to do. Um, I loved playing with theater and sharing that story. I was always a I was always leaning on the side of loving to share a story with my music making. And uh, so it was just uh, with uh, other actors and uh, then played on Broadway and, and, and uh, through, oh goodness, through my profession of living in New York and being a New York musician, I took a, a, a stint seven years down in Dominican Republic and did uh 
played uh, with the orchestra there and taught at the National Conservatory and was basically a cultural environment. So that opened up a whole other world to me. And um, when I came back to the States, um, I, uh, you know, started kind of the uh, classical world and moved to Florida. Well, it just so happens that when I was in Florida, I was teaching at the International um, uh, University down there, Florida International Atlantic University, and uh, was playing in orchestras. And one day, uh, my one of the orchestra um, conductors, he had been taking, uh, he had just moved down to South Florida, and he had been having cranial sacral therapy where he was with the Cincinnati Pops up in Cincinnati. And um, before he moved down, his cranial uh, therapist in Cincinnati said, oh, my goodness, you're moving to South Florida. You need to go to the Uplinger Institute. Um, that's where John Uplinger is. And he's like, he's, you know, the, the, um, the founder of cranial sacrotherapy. So he did that. He came down, had his therapy sessions there. And while he was having some therapy with Dr. John, um, he said, hey, you know, I've always wanted to try this with a cello. I think the cello would have the right frequency and embodiment of what, you know, connecting with the body. Um, and so uh, Crafton Beck was the conductor's name, and he says, I think I know the right person for this, for this to come explore this. And he called me up, and, of course, I said yes. Immediately, yes, of course, I will try this. And in my naivety, (laughs) I had a sack of music. I was going to take to Dr. Johns' office. I had my Bach, and I had all, you know, I was like, oh, I thought I was, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought I was going to play like a, kind of like I thought a a music therapist would play. And um, we showed up. We went to actually Dr. Johns' house. He had this beautiful cathedral ceiling, and there was a massage table in the middle of it, and there was a stool next to it. And I realized, oh, I, this is not what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing something very new. And this was in 1996, the end of 1996, um, just around the Christmas time. And um, yeah, so Crafton sat down on the massage table. I, uh, I, Dr. John was there, had his light touch positioning hands on Crafton's uh, chest and the top of his head. And he was checking, he was moving all around the massage table, checking in with his, his, his feet. I didn't know what he was doing. I was just observing, just like, wow, an amazement. And I was sitting on a stool. They said, is this stool okay? And I'm like, yeah, sure, the stool is fine. I can adapt, you know. And I was sitting very close to the massage table. And Dr. John, who had, who, who was also a jazz pianist, um, uh, said, I don't know, let's try, play me an A. And I'm like, okay, I'll play you an A. Try it. Try a lower A. And we just went through this series of him calling out notes and me just playing long tones of with no vibrato, nothing, just long, pure tones. Sometimes I would add a little extra vibrato, which is kind of a wavering of the sound, and just to see how, how he would feel it differently in Crafton's body. 
And we just, we just went, oh my God, we had one of those light bulb wow moments. And after about, oh gosh, it seems like it was about an hour and a half session, um, he immediately said, do you want to come work at the Institute? I'm like, yes. (laughs) And it started the next week. And I went to, oh no, sorry, it started after the holidays because it was the holidays. So it started in January of 98, I guess this was. And um, twice a week I was up there and I just negotiated my performance schedule around it because I was in a very heavy performing career. And um, it changed my life. So um, yeah, it's it's super exciting of how the vibrations of the cello just affect the opening, not only of connecting at a cellular level of opening up the um, the body, but also at emotional and a physical level. On every, it kind of touches all the all the bases. Um, so, gosh, since that journey, um, I've worked with many, many therapists, many modalities, um, and. Uh, still exploring. Yes, always still exploring because at that time, sound vibration, I call it tonal vibration therapy, which means the cello is amazing because it can change the tones and the vibrations just, you know, like a massage. It's like I'm massaging the string like you massage, you know, like you're getting a deep tissue massage. So um, it can be, it can be uh, spontaneous and move with the body. Um, the vibrations as the clearing opens. Um, goodness, I've talked so much. Do you have, well, uh, you probably are first time hearing something like this. It absolutely is. And I'm thinking, so I'm visualizing, here I go, you know, I go for a cranial sacral therapy, and this lady walks in the room with this cello, and it's not a small piece of equipment, and sits there and starts to play music. Is that, is that kind of how it rolled? Yeah, well, what happens is, is I usually um, will not, I mean, sometimes I'll just be alone with a, a client um, and just do not, not with a different modality. But let's just say if it was a Reiki therapist or a cranial therapist or an acupuncturist or a chiropractor, mm-hmm. um, they... Um, you know, there's usually massage tables, so they're coming in, and the and the client is is uh, you know comfortable on the massage table um, or a chair, whichever that modality or that person feels comfortable doing. And what we're doing is I'm playing. Oftentimes, the therapist and I, um, and maybe the client will talk. You know, the it depends on the situation, but they'll often talk about. You know, we're going, you know, certain areas of the body that maybe have had blockages or if they want to talk. But quite quite frankly, I don't really need to know because the sound, the sound tells me where there's a blockage because you hear, you can hear a clarity in the overtones because the cello has all these overtones and undertones that when it is purely clear um it there's a there's a sound opening it's a frequency wave opening that you can hear um and and the therapist also can feel 
that that connection when it's hitting kind of the sweet spot. Um, and uh, yeah, so they will sit down, and I will play often long tones, uh, vibrational tones, not necessarily a melody. It's not like traditional, uh, you know, you think of traditional music therapy as as people playing melodies that would, you know, remind you of your your youth or, you know, happier times or, you know, or that would bring out emotions. It's not so much like that. I'm more playing to the body, to the cells, to the DNA, to the restrictions, the tissue restrictions, um, to uh, a ment- uh, a, may poss- maybe an emotional crisis. I'm actually playing to that. So sometimes I'll meet the um, patient as to where they are, and then we'll, you know, like say if a patient is feeling a lot of grief or, or um, you know, some emotional blockage, then often the cello will meet that move that will play the notes that will correspond with those vibrations and those emotions and then kind of help to journey away from it. It's very similar. This is why I think it's very similar to what your work does is that it meets it and then it helps to expand to a better place. You know, well, by it's interesting frequencies you choose. Because, you know, how I choose frequencies that I'm going to send to the brain or to the body is I've done a qualitative EEG. So I know, mm-hmm. I know what that brain needs. I know what it's lacking. And mm-hmm. with some of the biofeedback, the bioresonance therapy, you know, I've got input and output sensors. So the input mm-hmm. are sensing and the output are outputting where there's where there's a deficit. But with what you right. do, I mean, do you know what you're going to do when you you are scheduled with a client? You know, here's Lee Richardson, and she's got a tremendous amount of tension in her upper neck and shoulders. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what is that? How do you digest that? Yeah, so usually, you know, we'll, we'll start, if, if it's, we usually all start and just with a balancing. Um, we'll start the session with, you know, balancing with sounds that would, um, that would balance the body. And I'll do a little demo here in a second. And then, you know, I mean, there are many, um, there are many sonic, uh, sonic charts like the chakra system and the solfeo system that have been around for centuries in in therapy. And so just like you're doing frequencies through a mechanic, you know, through a mechanical source, I'm doing it through an acoustical source. So what does that mean? It means that when I play into the air, or if you're doing it online, like during the pandemic, oh my gosh, I was so crazy busy because I had clients just through Zoom and they had, you know, I didn't think it would work. And it was like, it was beyond my imagination how 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 well uh, the therapy did online. Um, so that was, you know, what did it turn into a digital way by going through the ears but um but yeah so we start with the balancing and then and then you know I would sometimes I'm doing a walk you know like I'm walking up uh slowly through through um raising raising the vibration raising the notes you know and then I with the cello which is so beautifully unique is that I can go to that 
that uh, that area that your throat might feel congested or your head might, maybe you have a migraine, and you can play these notes that start to feel, that you can feel, how do you say, it feels, um, maybe it's because I'm also intuitive to it and I've done it for so long, but I can tell when there's not a clearing because the note sounds congested and muted. And when there becomes an, uh, when it, when there's an opening, it's like everything in the room vibrates. It's like the conductor, the bones of that person's body vibrate, the water vibrates, the, you know, they're just things start, they just open and there it's like, it's like hitting the sweet spot of a tennis racket. It just, it just opens. And so it is auditory. It is, it is sensitory because you're feeling that other person's energy. Sometimes the other therapists will, will say, Hey, wow, that was crazy. Let's, you know, you know, do, do that more. Sometimes we just talk during our therapy sessions and say, Hey, I'd like to go down and open up the heart chakra and maybe I'll, so I'll play notes that traditionally, you know, maybe work in the heart area. And uh, maybe I'll add a melody. Maybe maybe a melody will come out of that. So I'll go from a long tone to maybe a melody that is improved in the moment, you know, just for for what that person needs. And um, yeah, so I suppose it's a little bit it's it's halfway intuitive and also because there is another person actually touching the body, they can, they can feel the change and the client can feel the change. So often the client will go, well, my head is tingling. My toes are tingling. Well, you know, or maybe they'll start crying to be honest, you know, maybe it's, it it can be emotional, you know, and they'll have an emotional change. Um, So, you know, I help them with breath um, to bring them to a calmer state. So every, every time it's a little different, you know, just like your work, every person is a little different. And each time, even with the same person, it'll be a different session because we have different openings and closings. So when you go, when you start working with, you're working with a, ther- with a therapist on the same client and they're working the physical aspects and you're, you're, changing the frequencies in the body you're sending frequencies just like i do with with neuromodulation you send frequencies to the body and intuitively you know what to send and you know if you're you said you know if it's you can tell if it's not the right frequency because it doesn't sound clear correct it radiates yeah and and um i would say i don't know if i would say i'm Sending because there, of course, it's an, there's an intention too, right? I mean, you're you're you have an intention with your clients, even if you're working with with um, a electrical, you know, with a mechanic, a different instrument. You know, you're you're we we're still working with instruments, right? Right, and, and so there is the doing, power of intention is the uh, I yes, do believe absolutely, absolutely, which is also an energy. So you've got a lot of different. Uh, you have a lot of different uh, energetic levels that are adding to the healing element. You have the person on the floor. You know, you have the client who who uh, is ready, or, and sometimes they're not ready to receive, you know. It's been very interesting. Like, I have one time where at the Institute, there's many, there were many um, 
office does. If you ever went to to the Uplifter Institute, there are many offices next to each other, and there might be you know several uh, you know therapists working with different clients. And there's been a few times. In fact, one time I worked with Jenny. Uh, oh gosh, she was the diet uh, uh, the dietitian. Oh, her her name just went out. Jenny. Uh, do you remember the old diet the old the one of the first dietitians that came up with the program? Um, oh, anyway, she's really famous. I just can't remember her, her name right now. But she was at a, a meeting and she hit her. She fell asleep and she hit her chin on the table and she had lockjaw. And so she had come to the Upledger Clinic and we were working on the muscles and opening up that jaw. And she, I, I went on, I sat on the, I sat on the table and she put her hand on my leg and felt transfer of energy physically as well as with the therapist working on her. So she needed that a little bit of that extra kinesthetic transfer. And I've also, um, to add the kinesthetic nature to it, I've also added things like copper wires to my cello and put them under the client to um, assist in the kinesthetic um, transference. Uh, so there's lots of exploratory things um, that, you know, we try with different ones, uh, different people. Um, but um, so it's a combination of intuition intention, a lot of of frequency of knowing what works with a lot of people, you know, like, let's just say the chakra system, let's just say F is the heart. In the Western chakra system, the note F is the heart chakra. Well, I mean, my heart has different, it's bigger, it's smaller than your heart. It has different, it has different chambers. It has different, um, you know, we're we're different sizes. It has different water content, and that's really kind of what we're vibrating is the fluid and the cavities. So that if I had the rule that F was going to work for every heart, it would never it would never work. You know, because it it's 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 different for each person. So the beauty of the cello is that I can negotiate that note and kind of massage in that region until it's like, oh, yeah, there it is. You know, so it kind of feels sometimes like I'm massaging the back of the heart or around the corner by just the way I'm manipulating that sound. I'll show you right now. I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear the cello. So hopefully you'll be able to hear um, to hear what I'm talking about. Hold on just a second. Put my okay. phone on speaker. And here is my my cello. All right. So can you hear okay? I can. I might start off a session with just like you asked about balancing. So maybe we can do this. We're getting a lot of fuzz. Can you hear that? Well, I heard some, but then I got—I heard a lot of fuzz after. You're hearing um, a lot of fuzz. I was afraid of that. Yeah. Um, 
Let, let me just play one note and see if you can hear a, a one note. Okay. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, this note is the F, and that is at the heart chakra. But watch how I'm going to slightly change it. So I can hear, I can hear the, you know, the, the change. It's almost like I can hear the frequency. So it gets, it gets more intense than it backs down. And I'm right. I know. I, yeah, you can hear it even on the phone, which is not the best way to, to have this therapy. But isn't that interesting, right? It, it is so interesting. It really is. And to hear it just... It, because music, we've known for years that music has therapeutic qualities, <clears throat> and we and many people have used it in so many different ways. But something that pure and that rich, the cello has such a rich sound to it. Right, and this is and this is one of the 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 things that I think why it embodies healing so perfectly because. It's the closest instrument to the human voice, and of course, the human voice is really our first our first healing tool. And um, you know, if we so the cello, a lot of you know people are they are are one of the reasons they have trouble connecting to their healing is they don't speak about it, right? And the cello can help help that part of the healing process to, to kind of help with the, the connection of the emotion and to speaking your truth and defining your truth. And, you know, just so there's just so much of that emotional blockage that even being supported by, uh, you know, biofeedback or neurofeedback, what would, how interesting might it be to have uh, a biofeedback, like you get a, you get a, a, a you get a um, report, right? After you do it, um, after someone takes the test, you get a report back, right? But what if there was, and you analyze what you're going, what impulses you're going to do? I, mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm just, I'm a, what I'm imagining is, what, what if an acoustic process was also the it's like a 3D element, right? Well, you know, that's that's a really interesting thought. And I'd like for us to, to think about that. We're going to go out to break and, and pretty quickly. But, you know, think about because in my world, it's, you know, I'm looking at 1 to 30 hertz. We'll be back after these messages. 
Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. seen the video of the little seal that jumped into the back of a boat to escape being eaten by killer whales? A family was whale watching near Vancouver Island, British Columbia when they noticed a pod of orcas swimming around their boat. All of a sudden, a harbor seal swam up to the stern of their boat and jumped in with the orcas hot on his tail. When a whale leaps out of the water exposing most of its body, it's called breaching. There are 32 different species of seals distributed throughout the world and are found from polar to tropical waters. The largest concentrations of seals in the U.S. are in California and New England. Everyone who has seen the video agrees this was one lucky seal. What's another word for the fear of the sea? Thalassophobia. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. back. Now here is your host, Lee Richardson. So we're back and we're going to get a little, take a little journey kind of in our, in our head, if nothing else, because in, in my world, when I think of frequencies, I think of one to 30 Hertz. That's what I can measure with a QEEG. And in Liz's Mm -hmm. world, when she thinks of frequencies, she was saying, oh, that's the note F. So we think at it differently, but the, you know, maybe could you ever combine those two? Could you build off of one with the other? Definitely. And I and I don't necessarily think, I mean, at this stage, because I've been doing it for so long, I don't necessarily think of names when I'm playing to someone's body. Um, I'm more thinking of, um, in terms of frequencies, um, actually almost like what you do. So, for example, I even play alpha frequencies, beta, delta frequencies to people um, to help them find deeper relaxation. Um, so, for example, I'm going to try. I'm going to try this another time. I'm going to try to show you what a delta frequency would feel, would hear, would sound like on the cello. Hold on, we'll try this again. It's, okay. It, and let me know if it, it works because it's two notes together. And it, so here is just a, a unison note. I'm going to go into a delta. So it does, it does work. And, you know, I could hear that very clearly. And and when I talk about Delta to people, I tell them Delta is very grounding. And that, that sound that you made was very grounding. 
Yes, right. And it's fast. It works fast. And it works long term. I've always, you know, it's, it's I mean, I, I will be on those notes for a while now. You know, I mean, it's nothing. It's quite common that I'll be in a, in a, in, in a session with someone for even just 20 minutes and playing long tones. I mean, I'm sometimes sitting on similar frequencies or similar notes for an extended amount of time. And then, meaning like a minute, two, three minutes, and then I'll go into silence. Now, silence is where the ha- where the where the healing happens. It's when the when the from, when it stops, and then the body has to decide what am I going to do with that. You know, it's kind of, um, and I don't know if this is corresponds with your work or not, but the body has to re- decide which way am I going to go with that frequency, and often it's it's um, where decisions are made, the, you know, as far as vibrational content. And, and many of my clients will will call me back and say, oh, my God, it's still sticking with me. They'll, they'll, it'll, I've had many clients weeks later say, I can hear, I can still feel what you just played. Um, yeah, pretty interesting. That's, that's amazing because, you know, the body keeps score of everything that goes on in our brain. So exactly. it makes it's sense. Memory. To, yes. I mean, yeah. it makes sense to me that people that that feeling they can continue to feel that in the, in their body. So mm-hmm. most people that come to you, do they acknowledge emotional blockage? Or are they more f- focused on the physical symptoms that they're expressing? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, uh, I would say people in search are looking for to release some kind of blockage, whether it's physical or emotional. And often the physical blockage is a result of an emo- emotional blockage and vice versa, right? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. So they marry they're married. <laughs> sometimes sometimes, you know, like um, sometimes people will have a session with me and they'll think, I'm just going to go in because I love the cello and I'm just going to hear some nice notes and you're going to play for me and how lovely this is going to be. And then that, and then I start to go in and, it, and it's like, what just happened to me? And they have a whole, a whole mind, body, spirit um, turnaround and reaction and, you know, evolution like and and you know sometimes they they come and they just you know something unlocks and that's why i said you know maybe you might cry but that crying is not a bad thing it's not we're we're trained in our society kind of not to cry but you know the cello can help open open that up and sometimes we need to you know you know going back to Um, what you said about balance when you bring things mm-hmm. in balance, that produces a release. And sometimes people cry as a relief, you know, the way that they mm-hmm. release something that they've been holding in. Or mm-hmm. I've had people laugh in my office, like, I don't know oh, why yeah, all of a sudden giggle, I'm just laugh. laughing. Yeah. I have so, notes that I call the giggle, giggle tones. And I used to do this, especially with my children, you know, children I would work on, or if I worked on with a lot of uh, autistic children and we go, okay, we're going to play some giggle at, we're going to play some giggle notes. And I would, you know, kind of do, I'll try to do a little demo of that. 
Um, let me see here. I've got it on my table, so we'll see if that. So I'll just do a little bit. And, and just do a little kind of, it sounds kind of like a sound effect, but, um, but you know, it makes kids, oh, that's so funny, you know, and we'll go, let's tickle your spine, you know, and so I kind of, we can be quite animated. Um what fun. And, you know, I've worked a lot with the autistic population and they're, they're very bright. They just, they process information so differently. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you can connect with them on that level, that's, that opens many doors because a lot of times, you know, I, I'll catch myself when I'm communicating and they'll kind of look at me and I'm like, okay, you know, I need to find a different way to communicate. Mm-hmm. I need to mm-hmm use less words. I need to, you know, I mean, I always mm-hmm. trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to increase the, the effectiveness of the communication. And yeah. many times less is more. Exactly. Isn't that the truth? It's like, we have to get out of our way and that's what, you know, yeah. And you know, there's, you know, a lot of people, they just don't want to talk. I mean, you know, this is the thing, um, at the beginning, like, I will often have clients that will just come in and be like, we don't have to talk. I'm not going to assert anything. We don't, even if, if it's a meditation or I do a sound bath, um, it's not, I don't, I can either have intentional sound baths or meditation sessions with where we set intentions um, or, or not. Or, just, or maybe have our own set intentions, but it's not verbalized, right? And um, it's so interesting to have a collective, um, a collective uh, therapy session where, you know, will be even different. I'll be playing the same notes to the same, you know, say sometimes I've done um, – you know, a, a collective, like there'll be, I don't know, uh, five people on a table, you know, different massage tables and, and playing uh, same notes, same frequencies, but they don't know that I'm playing intentions to each person individually. But, you know, I kind of have my own intentional thing happening and they might have theirs. And at the end, sometimes we'll have these, you know, these conversations and talks about what they felt, what came up. And the sharing, and it's crazy how different everyone is. So, you know, the best rule to have is to sometimes not have a rule <laughs> because that it might get in your way. Um, you know, and this is kind of the mystery of sound healing. You know, we're tr- it, of course science has gotten better, and we're learning more and more about what the consistencies of frequencies and where and you know what helps certain areas of the body. But then there's also the mystery, and we have to embrace that mystery and that the, you know, the intelligence of the body, and maybe not try to intellectualize everything, because it can get in the way of the healing. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if you experience that, but I definitely tell my students um, that you know that are coming in. They're trying to okay. I just have to play play up the chakra scale and that will you know and it's like it's a little bit deeper than that you have to go you know you have to um give space and give 
give the body the chance and play each, even if you're playing the same note or you're playing the same frequency to, to one person, it's still attached to something, you know? Um, does that work like that in your field? Like you're, you know, you're, you're playing, you're programming the frequency to one of your clients, but that same frequency is going to respond differently to each client. Well, and it can respond differently to to the same person on a different day if they come in and exactly. they haven't they haven't slept well, they haven't eaten, they're dehydrated. You know, there's exactly. so many things that can exactly. Impact. Yes, yeah. isn't this yes? Because and you know what I again what I love about the cello and which is a little different now. Right now, it's all very popular to do. Um, sound bath with crystal bowls and there's it's kind of become a, a popular thing which um which is I'm so excited about but this is you know definitely um when I told people I was a vibration sound therapist they were like what is that you know <laughs> um but um now it's kind of it's you know sound sound baths or with with bowls and crystal bowls especially the alchemy bowls oh my goodness they're just amazing um, and, uh, you know, there's so many healing instruments out there now that are kind of traditional for many centuries, been in the healing world, but, um, it's more accessible, you know, cause you don't necessarily have to be a trained musician as, as, you know, like, like I am to bring that into your therapy, um, you know, your therapy practice. Um, I mean, you still have to be trained, but it's not the same, you know, maybe the same level at what I'm doing. But um, I am training cellists to go into this field and um, working now on a certification that I'm giving to cellists to work work across cause across the country. Because I was always being asked, you know, how am I going to find a cellist to do this if it's not you? And I'm like, well, I guess I need to start training people to do this. So, so what's the exciting. interest or a lot of, are you finding a lot of cellists want to, want to bring this into their practice? They want to learn this new modality? You know, it's completely eye-opening to a cellist because um, it's, you know, most classical players are not really trained to play off the page and they're not trained really to play to their own body's healing or to their own, you know, like, you know, if, um, it's, it's like if I play just an open string, how does my body feel when I play that open? That's always the starting place that I have with my, with my um, students is their first week of homework is that what does just open strings on your instrument, what, where do you feel that in your body, you know, and then start journaling that and, um, I know get pretty technical about not just where do you feel it, but, you know, we go down to the DNA and the cellular le- level when we, when we're in our training, but, um, yeah, I mean, classical musicians, you know, or when you think about a cellist, most people think a classical cellist, you know, they don't think outside of the box and maybe the, the cello is getting more popular with groups like the two cellos and there's many, you know, a lot of bands now have cellos. So it's become a popular instrument to have. Um, in different environments, but in the healing world, um, you know, um, it's it hasn't really been, uh, you, you know, a, 
a place where people would bring a lot of classical music into a therapy environment and in a in a vibrational tonal way maybe to play melodies and things or to come in like people will you know play come in and play in hospitals um you know, a class Bach and, you know, things like that. And certainly I've done that too. And it's always a beautiful experience to play, to play music that people recognize or, you know, to give them that experience. But to actually be a vibration tonal therapist is a very different intention. So, yes, people are interested because there's only seven, there's only 12 to 16 to 17 cellists in an orchestra. You know, so let's look at a town like um, you're uh, you're in Denton. Are I'm you in, in Dallas. Denton or Taylor, you're in, you're in Dallas. Correct. Right. Dallas right. Symphony, which I've played with, Dallas Symphony has twelve cellists in their orchestra. So, what is the new graduate? of all these universities that maybe live in Texas or near, you know, that want to play and work as in the symphony in Dallas or Fort Worth or, you know, so there is pretty limited as far as how are they going to make a living as a classical cellist? Um, yes, they can, te- you know, so, um, I mean, t- Texas has this wonderful band, you know, they're so big in their music programs in Texas, but man, there's a lot of other places in the world that don't have the big orchestras, or maybe they have a community orchestra of it. So there's a lot, you know, a lot of people that are learning the cello that are more, you know, more into, into doing these, you know, the, the healing modalities have become more mainstream um, and learning, Hey, you know, I can, I can, I can help people. It feels really good to get a, to to get feedback that you've actually are helping people. That feels so good, you know, as a as a practitioner and as a as a musician. You know, I'm used to having people feel good when I play a concert. You know, and I don't know. Maybe there's 500 people. I don't know any of them, but they feel good. That feels good. <laughs> but it, but it feels really crazy good to play to that one person, and they just have a huge breakthrough. And you're like, oh my god, I really just changed this person's life. You know, that's amazing. So that's very empowering. And and every cellist that I work with that goes through this goes, wow, I'm never, I'm, I just completely changed my life. I'm never going back. So it's a great amplification of their profession. And, um, you know, it, it helps people make a living. And, um, yeah, we're all trying to, you know, make life better because we need to, right? The, the world is crazy right now, so we need everything good. You know, you're exactly right, and and I've those higher frequencies are so healing, and there that's what the world needs. We just need a lot of higher frequencies, and it's interesting because when I look around and when I, you know, nothing makes you feel better than to help somebody, particularly somebody that's tried everything. You know, they've been mm-hmm. on and off medication. They've 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 been to the, all the different clinics and nothing really works. And when you can find help that person find balance, create equilibrium in that brain, nothing feels better than that. 
That's mm-hmm. the most rewarding thing in the world. And I think that to do it in such a fun way, playing cello would just be. <laughs> well, so let me ask yeah, you this. You know, and it's funny. And even some of my clients have, you know, they're like, they'll be there on the table and they'll have these experiences and, and they'll, you know, like they'll have some, I mean, you know, honestly, if it's a really good session, you probably only need to see me maybe once a month. I mean, you don't really, you know, it's not like um, you don't, it, the vibrations do the work. If you're doing a good job, the vibrations will walk with you and will will continue your healing away from me. That's my intention is that I want you to walk with the walk with the frequencies in your in your day-to-day life and then come back and we'll tap in again and then you know so it's a it's a growth um and yeah and 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 it's so fun like a lot of times they'll go I want to learn the cello now and I'm like great so sometimes they'll be a little you know like they can learn easy cello to to have them then this healing instrument and on um, touching their chest and touching their heart. And even if they're just playing it for themselves, just to hear, just having playing open strings against your body with intention is just, it's amazing um, for, for people to experience that. And you don't have to have the intention of being like, uh, you know, playing a great, a great, um, piece masterfully. You can just play a beautiful one note with intention and get and receive the same, um, you know, receive the same um, uh, energy back for yourself. So it's so yeah, it's a, it's a it's a loop. <laughs> it's a healing loop. <laughs> So I know I've, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of friends that play guitar, and they play you know even bass guitar. And and mm-hmm. is it just the cello that can produce the frequencies, or is it that's your modality? The difference of a string instrument as opposed as opposed to um, like let me put you on a speaker again. So. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this. This is a Koshi chime. I can hear that. I use different, I use all different things in my healing sessions. I'll sometimes use a bell, you know, or I'll use drums or I'll use different things, but the different, so I just, I don't only use the cello. Um, I'll, I'll combine it with different, tonic, uh, sonic experiences, but the difference with the cello as opposed to just a, um, a bowl or something that is the same, the same note with overtones is that because I can change the notes, you know, so it is very different. You know, it's kind of playing to um, the ch- you can change the frequencies as the body is evolving and changing. You know, so if you're if you're playing just something like a bowl, you uh, a, a, like a crystal bowl or a Tibetan bowl. It, it does have overtones and your body does, you know, um, evolve with the overtones, but it's not changing. It's staying in that same, um, uh, it's staying in the, that same sonic folder. It, it's like a certain note, 
that it's not going to evolve out of. Where a cello can start with um, can start with you know one place. Let's just say if I'm uh, you know if I'm walking. Well, it's funny because I felt like I felt like that movement was going up up my walking up me at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's different because this is not a percussive instrument. So, like a guitar is a percussive instrument, like a piano. You know, it's more. You know, it's it's a plucked instrument. So that's the difference of of a. Um, that's the difference of a string instrument. So the same thing would work with a bass player or, but, but or a violinist a or violinist modality. So anything we've got about that has three minutes left in the show, and I want to give you. You know, people that are listening may think all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I need some cello. Th- cello therapy or I need to learn more about this. If, right. And, so how could they find you? Are you online or Yep, they can go they can go to uh they can go to my website elizabethbird.com and there's a, a contact sheet there or they can go to the healing cello. Um that that site's and it's 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 up. It's being built, but there's a contact sheet on there. Um, called thehealingcello.com, and uh, you can. There's a way to contact me through there. It's, I'm happy to to answer any questions anyone has. It's always exciting to to learn about this and to. Yeah, I'm so excited to have talked to you and well, to you explore. Know- um, yeah, with you, your work. Thank you. And my question is, is this something that can be done virtual or do people have to be in the room with you for this to be effective therapy? No, it's completely amazing how well it works online. So what you would do online is you just need a good stereo system, right? So whether it's earphones or good speakers, and then you just get comfortable, and and the rest is you need good you need fast internet you know so you need to be the best thing is to probably maybe not be on Wi-Fi but you just said you had a good uh, that you could hear on the phone so um, you know I but normally I do it on Zoom okay and they they have the best sound and um, yeah so we do it on Zoom and well, it, there you go, it works amazing. For those of you that are out there and thinking that, you know, maybe I I would love to try something different. I would like to, you know, get more innovative with my self-care. Here's a whole nother way to come at things and a whole nother way to approach your own healing. And nothing makes me feel more in charge than when I feel like I can heal my own body. And, you know, I've always said your brain is better on music, and now I've learned that your body can be better on music, too. Liz, thank you so that. much for being with me today, and and I'm going to have to learn more. Um, I have a personal interest because it just sounds like such a, an 
amazing way to heal. And Lord, we are definitely going to make that happen. Absolutely. Thanks again for being with me. Thanks so much. On behalf of Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and thebrainperformancecenter.com. Thank you.